Welcome to episode two of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, your source for all things indie film. I'm one of your hosts, Sashia Dumont. I'm your other host, Paul Robinson. And we have a guest. Introduce guest. yourself, guest. Guest. Hi, uh, my name is Guest McGuesterson, and uh, <laughs> I've been a professional guest for a couple of years now. Right, and when did you start guesting? Uh, I start <laughs> guesting around uh, 1922 is my okay. first guest spot. <laughs> um, no, my name is, uh, my name is Brett Bruckner. Uh, I'm a stage and film actor in the Hudson Valley area, and I, uh, I'm so thrilled to be here with you two fine people. Oh, yeah. aren't you adorable? I am. Tell your friends. <laughs> well, thanks so much for coming on to this lowly podcast. Oh, it's great to be here. Where we can talk about things regarding film. And stuff. And stuff and the things. I love stuff and things. Um, if you want to shoot us a email or say hi on social media, we're at Go Gorilla Film. On all the socials mm-hmm. at GoGorillaFilm at gmail.com. I'll Hit us up. Let's go. Let's start. Go. Go. Go, go. Engage. Go, Gorilla. All right. So, go, go, so, Gorilla. We, that is not going to be a song. Um, so, we, we wanted to have Mr. Brent on because he is a fantastic actor and he's worked uh, with yes. us. Go on. Yeah. No, I mean, really, go on. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. Uh, we've worked with you twice now. Yeah. Twice. Yeah. And it was brilliant both times. And uh, mm-hmm. it'll never happen again. Now, I just... <laughs> Firing me on air. Now, uh, really professional, guys. Brent, hope you enjoyed it. Oh, so. cool. Brent is awesome. And uh, he is uh, co-starring with me in our next film that should be out soon mm-hmm. called The Gaffer. The Gaffer. So you can see his funnies there. Mm-hmm. My funnies, both of them. <laughs> They have well, to pay the, me extra to expose those. One, by the one way. of them's a little hurt, but yeah. we're gonna get we're gonna get that funny going. Yeah. So so how how did you get into the the world of acting? Oh yes, I'd like to know that. All right. Well, I mean, I uh, I started when I was in high school, like like a lot of us do. But uh, I took a a break from acting for about ten years, give or take, after high school, because uh, uh, I was a biology major. And uh, the way you do science is you cut everything out of you that is not science. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you, you just mm-hmm. you kill it dead. And one of those things <laughs> that uh, had to die, uh, apart from my humor and uh, a sense of dignity, were uh, the, my my acting. So okay. I, I did what I had to do. I, I was pre-med for a while there. And uh, I it really... I came back to it in uh, 2014 when I did a uh, community theater version of Spamalot because I grew up with Monty Python. I love Monty Python. And I just knew that I had to do this thing. My <clears throat> I was leaving the next year to go to medical school. And uh, I just wanted to do this, this one-off thing before I left. So I did that, and it was brilliant. I I absolutely loved being on stage again. It was like I could breathe again. Um, so I, after after that, I uh, went off to medical school where I lasted a whole three days. Three days, okay. <laughs> three days. And is that uh, not a typical residency? No, no, no. Okay. Uh, as as much as it might seem like it, it is, knowing some of the doctors right. around you, yeah. No, uh, it uh, it is not a typical residency in any uh, way, shape, or form. Um, 
I had to go abroad uh, to go to medical school, and I have a wife and kids, and it just wasn't wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth. So you had to go. Huh. No, why why no. would you have to go? Uh, well, I wasn't part? I wasn't accepted into medical school in the United States. Oh. Uh, my my MCAT score well it wasn't bad. It was a thirty two out of forty five. Um, but it you know my grades in college. The medical school in general has a 41% acceptance rate, oh, so I, uh, I had to go abroad, and um, I went uh, for those three days to uh, the island of Grenada, ah. okay. Um, okay. to uh, St. George's University, and it's lovely down there. I love all the biodiversity and stuff like that, um, but I just, I realized that I was... I was sacrificing just way too much sure. for this dream, you <clears throat> know? Um, so I I spoke to the dean. I came back, and uh, you know it's kind of funny. It, it was a this nightmarish situation of being like locked up abroad uh, because just getting my stuff back. My luggage was lost on the way down there. Oh, gee, so yeah, for those course. three days, I was uh, sleeping <laughs> on a roll of paper towels. Jeez, <laughs> living off of hopefully two ply at least. Yeah, uh, it was incredibly sweaty, uh, and I'm a very big guy. So uh, I didn't smell so great, seeing as I only had one, uh, one set, set of clothing, of clothes, and yeah. I happened to be wearing it. That would and be the end of me. It, and <laughs> you know, it uh, wasn't grand. So um, getting back home, you know, the first thing on my mind was, uh, oh God, I need a shower. The second thing, mm -hmm. though, was I absolutely needed to get back on a stage mm -hmm. or in front of a camera, in front or of a camera. Or, you know, I, I needed to get back into acting. So I went back to that community theater and uh, I starred in Boeing Boeing, which was an incredible experience. Um, and it's kind of funny that I still get recognized from that. That was three years ago now. Mm -hmm. And I'm still getting recognized from that performance by random people around That's Dutchess awesome. County. That's awesome. And uh, from there, I decided that I still had all this get up and go that mm -hmm. I wanted to, uh, that I had um, for... Please don't touch the equipment. I'm, I'm touching, <laughs> I will touch whatever I want. I'm touching something right now, sir. So, uh, touch, touch my equipment. Hmm. Uh, I had all this get up and go that had to go somewhere, so I started focusing it into acting. Nice. So I set up uh, a website, brentbruckner.com. Tell your friends. Yep, yeah, indeed, indeed. And uh, I made a, a go at it. I joined backstage, and uh, you know, it's, it's kind of funny. The the first thing I applied to on backstage, I landed, nice. and it was a twelve hundred dollar uh, party city modeling gig okay, yes, for I their do costumes. Know about yeah, yep. And yep, she uh, me I just um, it set the bar a little too high. <laughs> sure. I want to say sure. because <laughs> like I. I just thought, like, man, what is everyone complaining about? This <laughs> you is just go so on, you get a job, easy. and you get paid. <laughs> get out there, get a job. I walked into this thing, got paid twelve hundred dollars to be a, a fat Saudi Arabian prince, and now, <laughs> and you know, now here Bucket I am. Bucket list check. Yeah, uh -huh, exactly. And then after that is uh, is when I realized, um, you know, not booking anything after that for a very considerably long time. Well, that was in like the the early part of 2015, and it wasn't until the fall of 2015 I booked my first film, which is a student film up in Ithaca, um, that I, I understood a little bit better how difficult sure 
acting can be. Yeah, I was going to say that's that, that's that's a pretty good uh, record you got there because not I mean I have nothing against backstage, but I never got anything. Right. When I was on there, I was always like waiting. I think I got offered one thing, and uh, as per usual, I was kind of supposed to be playing a bit of a whore. <laughs> as uh, per usual. So I was like, wait. Oh. So they actually put so women. There's a lot of whore roles. They were like, what you're saying? you know. Every so often, yeah, taking notes over there. Yeah. Every so often, uh, I'd say, you know, maybe it's it's only like maybe eighty five percent of the roles. Okay. There's, so a, not, there's so like not, a solid fifteen yeah, percent yeah. where you know the, you, where you get to keep your clothes on. Yeah, where you get to keep your clothes okay. on and and your dignity. Right. Uh, but Sounds whatever. About, I digress. Right. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> Dripping with sarcasm. <laughs> is it though? <laughs> or is it just truth? Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so I when you said that I was like, wow, you got you got a job with me. And and I actually went on another and I don't even remember. I don't even I'm paying for this and I don't know what the name of the site is. That's how mm. many jobs I've been offered yeah. mm. from that as well. I don't know what the secret is. See, we're we're like, hey, we're gorilla here. The, uh, What's the secret? Yeah. I don't know. Well, so I why think don't you send us a tweet and tell us what it is or an Instagram. That's or an email. Yeah, casting idea. companies like what? Seriously. <laughs> like hire all of us. Please. 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 Yes. Uh, so so now so you also do dinner theater i do which mm-hmm. i find fascinating see i don't do stage work because it scares the crap out of me <laughs> i'm a i'm a a woman of error a woman and of i error? i like to be able to make there's those no errors <laughs> there's no take two on stage no and i She's mean there, a production is there... company for stage called take two take two and then we're you're allowed to mess up only twice yeah that's it clearly so What's first the difference between stage and dinner theater? Is there a vast difference as an actor or in the process of that? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, what we do is, uh, yeah, I'm I'm a member of the the Acme Mystery Company of Poughkeepsie. Uh, shout out, shout, shout out, out to uh, Acme Poughkeepsie on Facebook. We um, we do dinner theater at Mahoney's uh, in in Poughkeepsie, and uh, we use the event room in back to uh, essentially make the entire room the stage. Mm -hmm. You know, you you have lots of different kinds of of dinner theater, uh, like the Westchester Dinner Theater. uh, They have a stage, and then you eat while you're watching Mm -hmm. the thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But the way we work is that uh, there's a lot of guided improv, and we kind of weave our way through the tables we actually set up in uh, geometric patterns around the area so that everyone you're playing with that whole space right yeah that's the idea so that everyone's kind of in the middle of and actually every show that we do uh kind of it writes the audience into the into the script uh so basically you know it's a uh, a funeral and you guys are all the family members that have mm-hmm. come mm-hmm. and we have lines that we give out to people who want to participate or people who are forced by their family to participate. <laughs> <laughs> um, and really it's a, uh, it's a lot of fun because we have a script, uh, but it's really, it really heavily leans on improv. Like we're not only allowed, we're encouraged mm-hmm. to go after something mm-hmm. and, you know, lob it back and forth between us. And it just creates this amazing uh, energy that, um, you know, that, that the, that the audience can see, but that the audience can also feel and participate in because sometimes we react to something that occurs that we're all, you know, we're all party to mm-hmm. there. So mm-hmm. um, as, as with 
In my short stint as an actor, I loved improv. Yeah. She's not a big fan of improv. I don't, it's, I don't, I'm not very good at it. (laughs) I I, I loved it because it's just like, it's just so fun. I'm great at it, like with a novice actor, you know, I'm like, all right, I got this. But somebody who's really good at improv, I'm just like, oh, But you've improved a whole film before. Yeah. So. That's true, but I don't know. I, I have self-esteem issues. Mm -hmm. It, it's you it's know, so fun. It, it's it, it's athletic acting is what it is. It, there's some competition in there. There's some lobbying back and forth. There's mm-hmm. you guys are always striving for the best joke, and it's um, it, it's really really entertaining if you're in the mood to do it. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. if you're not yeah. in the mood to do it, it's kind of <laughs> kind of a problem because someone lobs you something and you you just let it smack you in the face and yeah. You, Right. I think I think my issue with improv is that it's always been um, within the confines of an acting class, mm. and the acting classes that we've had up here are they're, they're never um, they don't go by experience. Sure. It's four different levels all smashed into one class, which right. any experienced actor knows is a friggin' yeah, nightmare. That's a problem. And so <laughs> you're you're I'm partnered up with a person who barely has done any work and it's like, okay, great, let's do some improv. And mm-hmm. I've got nothing, I'm getting nothing from them. So it was always like, oh, this um, uh, this is not good. But it isn't until, I guess my point is that improv is, it's so important to be, when you're successful at improv, that your partner be yeah, good at improv. That. Because How that was always my experience is like, if I'm not getting anything from you, you know, it's like, come on, pass the ball back. Like, what are we doing here? Sure. And you're really good at that. You're really oh, good you. at improv. So it's like that's when when we've gone back and forth on little things and, and like in the gaffer and stuff. It's e- it was easier for me to do. I enjoyed it more because it's like, oh, okay, awesome. I'm getting something from this other person, and I think like you know, it's. I don't look at it as a competition. I enjoy working with actors that are better than me. Yeah, because that's how you get good. Yeah, you, you know? I don't want to be the best actor in the Absolutely. room. That's a nightmare. No. Yeah. Uh, absolutely and really you know i'll i'll tell you what the secret to good improv is um but you guys can't tell anybody okay. it has to stay right nobody's here listening right, don't uh, worry in this Literally. room okay. all you 10 people don't tell <laughs> okay <laughs> so the the secret to good improv is making your partner look good all right it's not a competition so much in that you are reaching for the best joke and sometimes at the expense of your partner or something like that but you Think up something, and you know I'm I'm assuming that these uh, these classes that you were part of are probably long form, and uh, the dinner theater Acme is very very short form. Mm-hmm. It's kind of you just you think of something, don't stray too far from the script, and then come back to the script. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> you know, so so the the secret is you you think up something, and but you don't deliver it right away. Mm-hmm. You deliver a lead up to it. And if you have a good rapport with someone and, you know, this goes back to, you know, having a good partner and not so much a good partner of someone who's good at improv, but someone who you know Mm -hmm. and someone who will get that uh, that beat that you're laying down, so to speak, you know, you throw out the setup. And then they're the ones who knock it out of the park. Gotcha. Mm. Because then you have controlled where this joke has gone. Mm-hmm. You have set it up. And, uh, you know, if you are the clown of this whole situation, you know, you're the one who looks dumb on stage, which is a success. Mm-hmm. If, if you are, uh, 
in that situation. They're the one who looks really good for smacking you down like that and uh, therefore being the straight man in that situation. And the audience loves it because it, it went off without a hitch. Mm-hmm. You know, so so really the, the secret is always trying to make your partner look good. Uh, and it's much, much easier the better you know your partner mm-hmm. and uh, the the more on the same wavelength you guys are. So has that ever become a problem with people competing to make each other look good? Then nobody is hitting that ball. You know, everyone's just lobbing it out there. And well, you have to remember that we're all still actors, so we're all still narcissists. So (laughs) it's hardly ever a competition to uh, to to outdo that. You know, it uh, really. And I guess I guess you would know. Oh, he's setting me up for something, so I yeah. got it, I got it, yeah. I thought he was like, uh, yeah, you should know, you are a narcissist, as, <laughs> as is clear now, thank you. Obvi. Uh, Narcissist.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, that that's exactly uh, exactly what you do, you set, you set it up, and that's the glory of the short form, is that, you know, it doesn't become this runaway thing where we're just improving and we've lost all semblance because we all agree that we will be lost. This trail of breadcrumbs is going to run out eventually mm-hmm. unless we get our asses back to the script. Right. Mm-hmm. So we understand we can take a bit of a detour, make each other look good, and then come on back. And that's how you keep that that ball rolling, mm-hmm. especially when you don't have anything else to improv. Right, right. Yeah. Which happens, you know. Awesome. That's cool. I could, yeah. That, Food for thought, everybody. Yeah. I could, I could, it, I can imagine it just like a whole, like, so when you say short form, mm-hmm. what, what does that mean as opposed to long form? Is that literally like the duration of the, uh, of it? You're like, all right, we're going to do this for 20 minutes or a half hour or an hour or 10 minutes or, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it really is about, um, the, the setup of the whole thing. So long form is stuff like, uh, Upright Citizens Brigade, mm-hmm. it's stuff uh, that is that can be taught in classes because there is a, not necessarily a formula to it, but, you know, there are improv games based mm-hmm. around yeah. it. Mm-hmm. You know, give me a location, give me a this, give me a that. Yep. And, you know, you set up and you weave an entire existence out of those mm-hmm. randomized things that come to you. Uh, short form is really super off the cuff. You've already got a situation. You've already got a script. You've already you've already got something, but you've thought up something else. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like, a, a, what wouldn't it be funny if... And then you throw that out there, and then the other person improvs with you as well, and then you get right back to what it is you're supposed to be doing, right. the script or what have you. Right. So you've done, you do, um, I think it's fair to say you do a lot of, you play a lot of comedic yeah. characters and roles. Is that your preference, or do you, do you like dramatic roles or darker stuff, or? That's, that's a great question, because it, it's one I've really, um, I've really wrestled with, uh, you know, I, I am, I'm a big guy. I'm, I've made my way in this industry as the fat, funny guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, y- y'all can't see me right now, but I'm, I'm 300 pounds. I'm, I'm a, a, a big chap and really there, there's some natural comedy that comes with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but it also makes drama, uh, really hard in this industry where looks are mm-hmm. everything. You Pretty know, much, yeah. Looks yeah. are everything. So I, I am a uh, a huge, <laughs> a huge mushball. I mm-hmm. love uh, like romance movies. Casablanca is my favorite movie. Um, but I am kind of 
forbidden, if you will, from ever going on to do something like that, unless my type and uh, what I how I've made my way in this industry changes mm -hmm. completely. You know, that being said, I, I've made uh, quite a good niche for myself as mm -hmm. the fat funny guy. Uh, it allows me to do dinner theater. It allows me to do, um, I love dark comedies, especially uh, with film when I'm doing that. Um, and I would say, objectively, my my comedic film has been much better than my dr dramatic film. Uh, because I guess I just do it a lot more. And it just, sure. it's natural Mm -hmm. to me it mm -hmm. just makes sense so mm -hmm. to speak but that's that that let's dive into that now which is something that that i relate to as well um you know that we before all this we had talked about you know different topics and what we wanted to get into diversity in this business which has such a long way to go mm. um but you know being sort of pigeonholed well this is this is the role and and also i mean everybody can look you up and and, and see but you have a baby face Thank you, I think. Uh, yeah. Well, that enjoy that. Yeah. <laughs> so, enjoy that. <laughs> uh, I, I used to hate that. And, you know, now I'm like, Just when, remember when everybody said I looked so young? Why isn't everyone saying that anymore? Mm -hmm. Crap. Uh, but, you know, yeah, you know, you, you look at someone and you think, when I look at you, I don't think the mean, gruff guy. Sure. But as, as, a, as, a, as a filmmaker and, and when you're directing something and we're, mm -hmm. when we're casting somebody, it's our job to find that gruff character, right? You know, because just because you don't walk around looking like the bad guy doesn't mean you can't be the bad right. guy. And those people are often the best at it yeah. because it's kind of just in there, and no one ever no takes one advantage of it. Yep. Yeah. So I, I actually like that. I like when I look at somebody and say, I think that person has great potential. I think they're a great actor. They don't look the part. How do we make them look the part? Sure, is that possible? But that just doesn't happen a lot it's just this is what you look like for me it's that you know i'm not uh i'm not as as i'm sure you've seen the the business loves to ask for athletic sure builds mm -hmm. which is especially yeah. for women yeah for especially for women which is the uh, politically correct way of saying thin, thin. <laughs> okay yep. we want you to be thin um and what hollywood and even indie film considers thin is way thinner than I'd ever be. Yeah. So it's not even a possibility. Sure. I'm, I guess, I don't know. I'm a, a curvy gal. You know, I have an hourglass figure. I don't fit into athletic. I will never be what they're thinking when right. they say athletic. My husband is a, a sweet man and he's always like, oh, I think you look athletic, but that's because he's, he, he's delusional with love. Mm. That's, that's <laughs> a great way of, of putting it all. Okay. He's 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 a wonderful person, but he's delusional with love. And he's also a shut-in, which is a which is a great <laughs> which is a great thing to be. Indeed, really, indeed. So the, you know, I I get what that feels like when it's like with me. It's I don't I'm not big enough to be the funny fat friend. Mm. I'm the like, what the hell do we do with you? Because right. you're not big enough to be the funny fat friend. You're way too big to be the athletic pretty girl. What do we do with that girl? And I'm in my 30s, which is a nightmare in this business as a woman. Sure. You're too young for this. You're too old for that. Get out of here until you get older. So what, if if you could place, it, I think this is kind of a cliche question, but if there's any role that you could play, ah. <laughs> what would it be? Oh, so, I mean, in film, the romantic lead is by far something I've always wanted Really? To do? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, no, that's I, awesome. I have this this 
uh, burning intensity that I, I, you know, it, it gives me energy for the comedy mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Uh, but I, uh, I've always wanted to do, you know, the, the Romeo or something, uh, you know, Rick from Casablanca, just something, something slightly aloof, something mysterious, but the, the romantic lead of it. Not that I won't take work as like mm -hmm. the fat funny guy of the romantic lead, but it's, that would be something that uh, I've always wanted to do. In film, particularly, really, yeah, in like a, uh, a kind of like a typical comedic romantic comedy, or or no, in a more dramatic, indie, kind of like thing? dramatic, like star-crossed oh. lovers kind gotcha. of thing. And you know, I'm I'm willing to bet that if you hit the streets and you you asked uh, actors uh, guerrilla style as as one would, um, what their dream role type would be. Um, I am willing to bet that for a lot of them, it's probably the opposite of what it is that they do. Yeah. You know, they... Grass is always greener. It is. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And, you know, I might play the romantic lead and I might be absolute rubbish. It's... I, I will never really know. Mm -hmm. um, but you might have romantic leads that, uh, you know, comedy just doesn't make sense to them mm -hmm. and... All they want to do, they grew up watching uh, the Three Stooges or mm -hmm. Eddie Izzard or mm -hmm. anything like that, and that's all they want to do is that kind of uh, comedy. So there's, you know, I, I think it's human nature to want uh, to challenge yourself and yeah. to want uh, to want things that we can't have. Yeah. But I think in this business, you you spend your whole life getting yourself into this niche so you can get a lot of work. Right. And then you spend the rest of your career trying to get out of that uh -huh. niche yeah. to do sure. something to challenge yourself. Because, you know, as an actor or a director even, or, or any of that sort of stuff, writer, you know, you're known for whatever you do, whether mm -hmm. it's comedy or drama. And like you said, nine times out of 10, you know, any creative in this industry wants to just do as varied a, a stuff as possible. So they want right. to do, like for me, I, I would want to, I want to direct comedies and dramas and sci-fi and mm -hmm. you know yeah, horror you and all, all this everything. sort of stuff <laughs> everything you know because it's all it's all fun and experiencing all those things there's certain things that i enjoy directing more but uh you know i don't know i love just the the, the variation of it all absolutely and i think know. on the flip side of that you have people that look very stereotypically attractive mm -hmm. who will always be that attractive role. They don't right. get to play the ugly, crazy person because we're not going to waste this beauty. Right. You're the pretty one here. So I, you know, I, I feel for, for people like that as well, you know, that it's like you have this, you look like a model. Yeah. So you're always going to play this brain dead character because we're not going to give you anything of substance. Mm -hmm. We'll save that for the people that don't look perfect which is a lot of freaking people, okay? <laughs> like, yeah. And even the perfect people don't look perfect. They're airbrushed to death. So, oh, you know, yeah. that I, I can, I think actually I remember years ago, um, Gary Oldman saying that he really wanted to play a romantic lead yeah. because he's always the freaking the villain because he's, he's great he's, at it. But who would ever cast him as? Who would? We would. I would. <laughs> <laughs> You can take the you whole, you can play it. every character. You can orphan black this and play every, every character, character in our film. Gary Oldman, if you're out there. <laughs> <laughs> we invite you. We invite you get here. At us, get at us, Gary. Come on, man. Uh, so so you had an experience that I wanted to talk about that I think is really important for uh, aspiring actors and actors and of all levels. It's sort of a cautionary tale, if mm -hmm, you will. Mm -hmm. Why don't you tell us about that? 
well, <clears throat> I, I suppose it's... He had to clear uh, his throat because yeah. yeah. this shit's about Gather to go down. The I'm sorry, yeah, we're yeah, out right. of time. Okay. Thank you for listening <laughs> wait, to wait, us. Wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, uh, it, this is uh, one of those situations that everyone's told might happen in some way or another. Like, you're always going to get taken advantage of mm-hmm. in this business. It's a, it's a very cutthroat business. It's, mm-hmm. you know, but generally speaking, I like to think of myself as someone who has a good enough head on my shoulders to go into something with my eyes open but mm-hmm. you know th- this really took me for uh through me for a to the best of us it mm-hmm. really does uh, hi my name's brent <laughs> and uh i uh, i have the sads i have mm-hmm. the sads um yeah you know the uh so my story begins actually on a film set um i was filming a student film uh, that's won a couple awards. It's nominated me for Best Actor in a couple short film uh, festivals. Never won. I'm, I'm saying that right now. So Always just a bridesmaid. Everyone Always just a calm down, okay? <laughs> uh, but I, um, it, was, uh, it was titled Family Inc. It was a dark comedy, and I absolutely loved it because he let me uh, improv, and he let me just create this wacko character mm-hmm. of a brother to the lead. And so I, um, yeah, I, I loved it. And, uh, so the director's girlfriend at the time, uh, was, uh, you know, she was great on set with us. She, uh, kept all of us in check when we were falling behind schedule and it just went, became a mess. She was a, a fairly good producer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, you know, the film came out, I kept in touch. I went to a couple of the award ceremonies and, you know, we, we move on. Now you, you go to other award shows, you go to other uh, projects, you, you, you branch out. And so one day, um, this, uh, this girl posts this, uh, uh, this thing on Facebook saying, "Hey, uh, the advertising, um, or I should say, the, the the media company that she works for, it needs actors. They're casting three three projects right now. Um, if anybody out there is looking for work, mm-hmm. you know, hit hit me up, and I'll see if I can get you in for an audition. And so, you know, this this is networking one hundred and one. Like right. this is what they tell you to look for. I'm like, mm-hmm. hey." I'm one of those actors who's looking mm-hmm. for work and you know me, you know what I can do. And, you know, so this should be a pretty straightforward thing. So she, she says, great, come on down. I take the day off from, uh, from my day job. So I'm already out money to do this, uh, apart from like the $60 train ticket to go down to the city right. for this audition. Uh, I walk in there and it's the quickest, uh, audition of my career it is like they they have a camera set up and i'm auditioning three times for three different projects and they they just take these little clips of me saying things the first one was for a uh a a show about cryptocurrency they needed a host for it and they want to see my uh um you know, they want to see how I was with a microphone mm-hmm. and and stuff like that. So I, I was able to do that. Another one for was for an instruct like an instruction video uh, for some realty thing. They mm-hmm. needed somebody for some website. Uh, and the third one is there was the easiest of them all. They were like, here, 
put these uh, earbuds in your in your ears and just dance like nobody's watching. Just, Score. Done. Just do it. Mm. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> wheelhouse. Because <laughs> uh, I'm just white as milk and y'all are about to throw up. So here we go. <laughs> and so like I danced like an idiot and i you know i enjoyed myself and you know they laughed it was it was a good time and they were like great you know we'll we'll keep in touch and the whole thing was over in a matter of 10 minutes i want to say mm-hmm. auditioning for for three projects so i i leave i feel a little weirded out about the whole thing because like i don't really feel like I was given a fair shake mm-hmm. but you know that happens sometimes they already they saw somebody earlier that was already like perfect for the part so they're not really listening it you know it, it could have been anything um so fast forward about a month and I have not heard from them uh they say that they cast someone else for those roles mm-hmm. and I'm like you know what that happens I'm I'm out a lot of money for it, but it's just it's that game of Russian roulette. You mm-hmm. got to take the risks in order to make it happen. So uh, around Valentine's Day, I am, you know, I'm out to dinner with my wife, and I receive this email from that girl, and she tells me which um, girl is this? Uh, the, the the one, producer, the, the one producer. who yeah. got yeah. me yeah. into the the. Uh, into the audition. Attention, Paul. Sorry, what, sorry. I, you're sleeping over there. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Gotta, gotta stay yeah. on. It's it's the lawnmowers. That's what it is. Um, so I get an email from her saying like, "Hey, just let you know, we cast somebody else, um, but we just wanted to let you know that we're that it's not all bad news that we're going to be using the the clip of you dancing in our commercial." And I was kind of taken aback by this. Like, mm-hmm. what What do you mean? So I, I went on to uh, Instagram and I they put this little, uh, the commercial for themselves, for the media company. And it was complete, completely composed of all of us dancing. And it was all of us, uh, you know, doing what they asked us to do at, at the audition mm-hmm. With, uh, you know, the earbuds in our ears and, you know, it, it said something hokey like, you know, this Valentine's Day dance like nobody's watching. So, mm-hmm. Something something like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, towards the end um, was me. And, like, it, I have to say it was a pretty good clip of me. Like, mm-hmm. the quality of the thing is not the problem. Sure. Uh, the the problem is that um i was out about 160 dollars for that day Mm -hmm. uh they used my not only mine but everybody's audition Mm -hmm. material and uh they essentially shot a commercial for themselves without paying anything right anything you you lord um actors from all around uh, including myself, who was trusting enough mm-hmm. um, to be like, oh, this is a great ne- networking opportunity. You lured, you lured us in when for the end part there, I was never really auditioning for anything right. at all. Had you signed anything? No. No. Okay. No. And I mean, you know, why Why would I have? Sure. Like mm-hmm. for, an for an audition, you don't. Yeah. You yeah. don't. And yeah. I, I would have set off some alarm bells if, mm-hmm. if I had. And they know that, so. Right. Right. And, you know, it was just, I was very taken aback. So I immediately went on Instagram and I, 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 um, I threw the, I retweeted, if you will, 
the uh, the video. And I regrammed it and um, and was basically just saying, hey, to all actors out there, be careful mm -hmm. because this is what happens. Um, I was lured down there for what I was told were auditions and they wound up uh, stealing my audition material to create a commercial for free. Right. And uh, then they actually, the company responded to that. And saying, oh, you know, we're sorry you feel this way, but, uh, you know, <laughs> the other the other projects were cast. They were definitely auditions. And, um, you know, it, it really came down to quit crying about it. Yeah. We were totally legit. And um, you were sent an email warning you that this is what we were doing, which. But after the fact. Right. It, like that's that doesn't matter a, a hill of beans, yeah. you know. It it really that's not the point. Um, and so I I shot back like no no, <laughs> you you charged me effectively a hundred and sixty dollars out from the work I missed and the train I took, right. not to mention the subway. It was freezing in the middle of January. Yeah. Um. To to make and the for, trek out for there. anybody who uh, who doesn't live here. We are quite far from Manhattan. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm mm -hmm. I'm originally from the city, so it's like, and and that can that can be the case in the city as well. You know, people here, oh, you live in Queens. Well, you're three minutes from Manhattan. Not no, necessarily. Not I was the really. second the second to last stop on the end train uh -huh. in Astoria. Yeah. So it took me forever, for instance, to get to Coney Island. Absolutely. That was like an hour and twenty minute trip on the train. Yeah, if it didn't stop and and sit in a tunnel for thirty minutes, you know. So we are. We're about an hour. If you're if if you're like in Chelsea, we're about an hour and ten minutes. But if you're heading, and I'm further north than into, you, yeah, and you're even yeah, further. Yeah, like so I'm this on is, the Hudson Line. When you take the train into the city here, I mean, you're like two plus it's hours. An investment, yeah, yeah. I'm that's I'm a day. stop short of Poughkeepsie. Yeah, that's your day, and that is that is your day. Two hours down, two hours back, and I was just I was livid, so I told them straight up um i i responded to that email mm -hmm. that that uh girl the girl from uh family inc Paul. right the, the, right okay <laughs> Paul. um <laughs> that uh <laughs> that uh that had told me i was and i told her straight up um this is a theft of my services mm -hmm. i want this removed immediately and she just responded okay and the whole thing went away because they knew they were in the wrong. Absolutely. Yeah. They yeah. knew they were absolutely, you can't, you can't do that. <laughs> you can't it do calls that. Into, not only, obviously it's wrong and all that, but it calls into question the whole legitimacy of A, the business mm. and the mm -hmm. whole piece. You know, right. they could say to their blue in the face that, oh, this was cast, but yeah. what absolutely. do they mean? What do, what do they view as cast? Yeah. Clearly they think an audition is a cat yeah. is casting somebody. Yeah. So you that's know, like a, that's. That's a, a level of deception, of planned deception. Mm. And yeah, for the lack like... of a better term, it's it's fuckery to the 10th degree right there. Yeah, it you is. know exactly what you're doing and you are going to draw all these people because there's that, you know, there's the whole uh, the, the misconception that every actor is desperate to become famous. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they're not going to complain because, look, we're going to put your dumb ass oh, in look, a commercial. I'm look, I'm a, and the problem is you may have been the only person that even had a problem with it. Uh, yeah. And this is why oh, these yeah. things happen, because there's always a group of actors that are like, I don't care that I didn't get paid. I'm in a commercial. Yeah. But right. I do care if I get paid because right. I've got a full time job. 
sort of. Yeah. <laughs> and we can all the time. And, you know, so if I have to come go down to the city and it's not on a Thursday, which is my normal day off, mm. I got to take time off of work or yeah. use my vacation days or something to come down there and audition to then find my material is part of your business. Commercial. And, and it was so easily fixable. Yes. Too. You know, if, yeah. if they had just said, hey, uh, so for this last part, uh, it's actually a commercial for us. Um, we are looking for actors. And at that point, you know, they could either say, hey, here's 30 bucks towards your train ticket. Here's mm -hmm. whatever. Or, you know, we're, we're looking for unpaid talent for this project, which unfortunately happens a lot. Yes. But Way at that much. point... I would have left. Mm -hmm. All right. And none of this would have happened because they, Did they specify any um, pay or anything within the, the ad. Uh, the the no. initial ca call. No, no, there no. was, there's nothing. It was basically just auditions for, uh, you know, these three projects Yeah, that, and while they said that the last one was going to be a commercial, they did not say it was their commercial. <laughs> it did not, and it did not say that uh, the audition was the commercial. Yeah, right. You know, like I don't, I obviously don't expect to be paid for my magnificent presence to appear at your uh, at your audition. Although I speak for everyone when I say you should. Well, I mean, you know. have you seen this? Yes, I'm saying. <laughs> I don't want to brag, but uh, <laughs> I'm gonna. Uh, but I'm gonna. Uh, so yeah, it was easily fixable if they just said, hey, we have these papers here. We're looking for unpaid talent for this. Um, it's a commercial for us. Would you like to be featured in it? Or even, you know, hey, we're, we're looking for actors for a commercial. Um, here's $30. We really liked that clip that you did mm -hmm. just now. Sign here. Let us own your image for those things, because that's really what it all comes down to. Yeah. Yep. Is uh, you know not stealing my services and right. not uh, paying me. It's different if I sign something saying, "Yep, I'm Brent Bruckner, and I don't want to be paid for this." Right. Yeah. But yeah. you know, it, at that point, I am at fault for not getting paid. Right. Right. But this was straight up. And, and what an adverse outcome at that point, because as a company, I would rather say, listen, I'm going to throw you right. 50 bucks mm -hmm. because now you're going to want to advertise my commercial yeah. for my right. business. Right. Instead, you're now going to blast my business. Absolutely. And because you, we had actually spoken about this when it happened. Yeah. You guys, you and I started messaging yeah. each other. I was livid for you because yeah. I was like, the, you know, as as a production company, that's just fucked up. You it's, just don't do that. Right. You just don't, don't do that. It's it's uh, it's not okay. Legally reprehensible. Yeah, it's, they, it's, it's really could have put ridiculous. them in hot water if I chose to like right. be a real asshole about it. Right. Right. You know? Right. And it's morals you know, aside, it's yeah. There's legal it's just, repercussions. It's, it's just a, a, a stupid. Uh, it's just a stupid move on their part yeah. you know yeah. where who is in charge of your marketing if this is right. what you're doing yeah. like well just steals talent for the commercial rather than pay uh you know and that kind of thing just aggravates me because when i went on their site it's like you know i'm pretty sure these people have way more money than we do if we're able to pay even if you're paying a low amount even if it's a low pay job pay something mm. it's you know if you're holding an audition like that then you've got some money you've got resources at, yeah. at the very least so and I've I've always seen that actors speaking to y'all like like <laughs> y'all like I like I would know but it seems that you guys are the first commodity in any film that is not paid. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? Like they're the companies. We have, have so many no, more episodes where no, this is going to be a topic. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, no, but you know, companies have no problem dropping thousands of dollars for 
equipment rentals, but pay the actors nothing. Well, yeah, and honestly, we were talking about this before um, before the podcast started. No, we weren't. No, we weren't. No, no, not we at all. No. <laughs> um, but really, what it comes down to is that, you know, you can have films that are shot on Red Dragons. You can have films that are shot with the, the ultimate uh, camera that can do everything, including a, you know, a blowjob and a cappuccino. Hey, That's the new red. That's that my is, kind of film, that right? That's the new red. Um, the new Alexa. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the hidden features. Alexa, pucker up. Um, Get ready. <laughs> Alexa Mini 2. This yeah. time we swallow. Okay, sorry. Oh, oh boy. You Ooh. took it all the way there. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yuck. Uh, all right. No, the really, you have these, <laughs> these films that are uh, shot on these amazing cameras, and they don't think or they don't think to pay or they don't think that it's important mm-hmm. to find quality acting or I think actors that's, people that, get so obsessed with yeah again this is a whole other thing but, actors are dispensable yeah actors are dispensable yeah. we're one Absolutely. in a million i'll find nothing, another actor it doesn't matter if we had talked about this part of this podcast which we didn't Absolutely i would have said not. that there's nothing that takes me out of a movie faster than a bad performance and bad audio yeah two things that will take me out of a movie quicker yeah. than anything you could film it on a Best Buy camera. If your audio you is pristine, obs- you have an obsession. But that's how with I started. Best Buy cameras. Every started. episode, <laughs> He's we're going to have a thing where you mentioned Best Buy. Pretty decent camera from Best Buy. But I, uh, it's, at Best Buy, if you're listening, we would like you to be our sponsor. We're sponsored Don't by Best steal Buy. this and make it a commercial, right. please. <laughs> I'm, I'm u- not using their their name as a. It's not a positive thing. It's best Buy cameras. Okay, so now you just went the whole other sure. direction. So sure. now they're definitely not going to sponsor us, yeah. jerk. Great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a guest, and even I'm incensed. I just, I just talked about bad marketing, and here you go, <laughs> yeah. sounding off at like a huge, I'm just saying that, uh, multi-million, Buy, billion-dollar company. You know, Best Buy is a great provider of uh, electronics across the country. And, um, <laughs> you know, uh, this episode is brought to you by Best Buy. Yeah. They're pretty much the only supplier because, like, who else, who, where else would you go? Circuit City. Like, Radio oh. Shack doesn't exist. Circuit City's Fries. gone. Fries is still around. It's, it's, what? Fries. What the hell is that? He's just it's hungry. Electro- <laughs> well, I mean, it's that, an electronic store. I think they're that, they're, the, that the average American would know about. Yeah, but I think it's mainly like in LA and the West Coast. Okay, stuff. so that's a no then. <laughs> what well, average American? Average American <laughs> in LA would know about it, but nobody here. I'm saying, but when sure. you when you say Best Buy, everybody knows what you're talking about. Sure. So we love you, Best Buy. Yeah. How did I get dragged into this? Yeah. That's what I want to know. He loves Best Buy too. Brent has nothing to do with this. Hey, uh, it's just Paul Robinson. Oh, it's no. just Paul Robinson who's being a jerk to you. I don't right. know why. Hey, I have, I'm a rewards member. <laughs> I'm a Best Buy rewards member. <laughs> oh uh, my what, god! What are you cashing those in for? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Seriously. Mm. 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 Well, okay. So the point is that you can be filming on something fantastic. Mm-hmm broken record you're going to hear this constantly if you listen yes. to our podcast pay attention it doesn't matter what you're filming on if your story is Garbage. dreadful mm-hmm. or it isn't engaging if it's an afterthought if your story is an afterthought if your storyline is an afterthought and if you're cast if, if you're going to cast somebody just because they look good or mm-hmm. because they're athletic Right, <laughs> and not that athletic, gorgeous people can't be great actors, but you're I mean, you're just really look up brassers. you're 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 <laughs> you're limiting yourself, yeah, immensely mm-hmm. by you know having these these um, 
rules, I guess. These these very materialistic yeah. type of expectations of your cast. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's that's just kind of something that we it's not even just an indie film. I mean, it's it's in Hollywood. You see a film sure. that's been made for millions of millions of dollars starring X, Y and Z. Well, I mean, look, look at World perfect. War Z. You know, I don't know out there if, if any of you guys have read the book, uh, World War Z. I did not. It, saw the film. It's a great, outstanding book. I have it on my bookshelf, saw the film, and practically walked out in anger. You because were that I was weeping from my <laughs> sores and elsewhere. Uh, it was it was dreadful because they did exactly, Sashia, what, what you were talking about. You know, they... they whitewashed it like the mm -hmm. book itself is broken down into interviews about survivors from the zombie apocalypse mm -hmm. and instead you've got brad pitt being brad pitt and brad pitt goes to jerusalem with <laughs> zombies <laughs> yeah and that's that's it it's the same action movie we've seen a million and one times because mm -hmm. You know, it's safer to do something with a name everyone knows. Right. Mm -hmm. Who is white. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, and have lots, white the, attractive the and have lots of explosions and and stuff like that. It, and that's what they think is is what people want to see. And they miss the brilliance of a good, solid storyline. But in all fairness, there are people that will go see it because it's Brad Pitt. Well... You know, so it's, it's which which audience you care to market. If that's your fetish, I mean, you go, you do you. You do like, you. If you. If you are showing up with your Brad Pitt mask waiting for uh, for Brad Pitt to the... To Brad Pitt. The, yeah, <laughs> to Brad to, <laughs> to Pitt. Brad the Pitt. Uh, it, it, it's something, I, I guess, a little bit different. But if you're... But I mean also that there, there, there are people, uh, you know, you're the, the average moviegoer, let's mm -hmm. say, who's not really uh inept in film and sure. stuff like that they will uh that they will see this film as being valid because because brad, brad pitt, pitt is, is in, in it. it you know mm -hmm. it's well i mean brad pitt's been around he's a great actor he's been in all these great movies so this movie will be great because brad pitt is in it so but you know brad they, pitt can still be in a good movie yeah. Of course, you know, well, like he's, he's, yeah, a, good, he's a great actor, like, but like, yeah. you know, it's, it's a, it, that's what makes it even worse. It's like not only are we getting Brad Pitt, we're going to completely dilute this movie, yeah, and not you know? and not use use his complete abilities as right. an actor, but, right? But here's here's where I play the devil's advocate a little bit, and it's really the, devil. the where was that? Go, so the devil with a lawnmower. <laughs> um, he, uh, you know. Obviously, I can't speak because I am someone like you guys. I, I love film and I love uh, I would go see a film with complete unknowns mm -hmm. if I knew it was doing something new or groundbreaking mm -hmm. or had a great story. But I would say that the average American speaking about my son, speaking about uh, individuals I've spoken to about film would go to something like World War Z, you know, to, to keep with the analogy, uh, if they cast unknowns, because you already know the um, the subject. You already you have a huge community out there of individuals who love the book. Mm -hmm. It was a bestseller. Um, it was it was really, really big uh, in the zombie community, the, the undead rights <laughs> community. Um, it was uh, it was a big to do. So you have a whole host of individuals out there who would see it regardless. And instead, you've angered them mm -hmm. by uh, ruining a, a very good, very valid 
storyline mm-hmm. by doing something like that. So I would say, you know, if something's coming out that I'm really excited about, I uh, I really don't care necessarily about about names. And I know a lot of people who who wouldn't as well because of uh, you know you're looking at a fandom mm-hmm. here. You know, you can look at a fandom, Star Wars, Star Trek, what, whatever, and they're gonna go in in mass to see whatever it is, mm-hmm. and um, you, that's money that you don't want to piss away, so yeah. to speak. Yeah, uh, and I think they did a major disservice to their own brand. Yeah, by uh, making this diluted, making this this mess. And um, in the end, I mean, they they had planned on making a, se- a, s- a sequel, but they did not. No. You know, so in the end, it cost them money. Yeah, right. of course it did. It, yeah. it cost them a lot of money because they just went about it the wrong way. Mm-hmm. I but I think also in in all you hear fairness, that Brad Pitt? <laughs> please work with us. I'm pissing everyone off. Best yeah, no, no. no one's off the <laughs> table. <laughs> we are the dumbest production company. Um, but in all fairness, we've been sitting in theaters to watch, you know, something that may be considered a bit more. Um, that isn't so mainstream, perhaps, and sure. and and the, the trailers come on for whatever's coming out, starring The Rock or whoever, you know, th- names that people obviously know. And there's these really like obvious cliche jokes. I already know what the hook to this joke is in this tra- in this trailer because we've mm-hmm. heard this a thousand mm-hmm. times. And Paul and I are always the people sitting in the theater, rolling our eyes so hard we've got a migraine because everyone around us takes the bait. Right. And they laugh on the cue. This is when we wanted the audience to laugh. And bam, that's when they do it. Laugh. You know, mm-hmm. and it's so it's so frustrating to sit in a theater and think, well, you know, we're the minority right now that that see how ridiculous this is, that are not at all entertained or amused by this, but everyone around us yeah. is. Well, it's and like so that, that's your competition. Yeah, it's that question of like, well, people love going to see uh, zombie movies with Brad Pitt. So we're going to keep making zombie movies with Brad Pitt. But then, like, you don't have any other, you know what I mean? It's like, that's all they're given. So, of course, mm-hmm. they're going to like it. But if you start giving them other things, they're going to go see those other things. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like... It's getting lost in the data. Yeah. Is, yeah. is exactly. really... So, like, I think they're just scared to take that chance. The and the few movies, still very the, the movies that have, like, the get-outs of the world, right? you know, right. Yeah. that prove that you can make a great movie and you don't need huge star i mean not that they're, they're big stars but not that you don't, you don't need like brad pitts and and um you know 80 million dollars to make a good movie well you look that at a lot of people you, you look at a, a film like a quiet place mm-hmm. that you know i mean filmed here in the hudson valley <laughs> <laughs> that 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 had you know a-list celebrities in there yep. so okay that that's a help but that film i think got bigger than they even thought it was going to get from word, you know, through word of mouth. And I think that's what it is when you look at, you know, the the Jordan Peels of the world who have their own following, mm. who may not be as mainstream, sure. but under for, for the underground, they're huge, you mm-hmm. know? And so then you start pulling people in that maybe normally weren't a fan of Jordan Peele because they keep hearing about this film. Right. And all of a sudden you've got a much wider audience and the whole thing blows up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that these, the, the studios, they, they don't want to do that. For whatever reason, they they market to this one group, and they don't really care about the people underneath, and that seems silly to me. In a bu- yeah. in a business that thrives on making money, why wouldn't you want as wide an audience as uh, you possible? Well, it's only getting get? worse too because it used to be. I know we're going off this huge tangent about not acting, but <laughs> it used to be like 
you know, you would be an, an indie director, an indie filmmaker, and you make a film that got attention, and then oh, you got now you got a deal to make this huge blockbuster. Mm-hmm. But they want you because you're you're good at what you do, but you're not going to use, you know, you're not going to utilize any of your skill set on this movie because it's just X, Y, and Z, like hit these marks, cookie mm-hmm. cutter stuff. Yeah, which has got to be infuriating. And then now they're starting to pick directors that are just gonna toe the line. You yeah. Know? And play and play the game. Yeah. Absolutely. And having said that, if we'd ever had the opportunity to work on a bullshit blockbuster that we hate, we would we absolutely would freaking do it. Right. Right. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, because our goal is see that that's the thing, and we've talked about this. You know, you've got people that that you've got an underground filmmaker that mm. does the next transformers let's say and i'm not even afraid to make enemies in that whole freaking thing those things are terrible okay whatever but you you know you have the opportunity to direct (laughs) the next transformers you freaking take it okay and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna hate on any of course not i'm not gonna hate on anybody for doing that it's what you do after that can you do you do because our plan one for the meal one for the real exactly exactly that would be our ideal situation is you do the bullshit movies that pay a lot and then in between that you're doing your stuff and you're funding your own things Mm -hmm. i have total you know look you gotta eat Mm -hmm. i get it but it's when people start off with films of substance Mm. and then they get that big break and that's all they do and they Mm -hmm. never ever make another film of substance again mm-hmm. that's what it's it's sad because yeah. it's like you have the money now you have the money and the resources why don't you go back to that even if it's terrible even if think, what you make doesn't do well but at yeah. least you're following your passion i yeah. just respect that i don't I know i think actors fall into that as well absolutely yeah you know they start off doing these but it, indie it's films. kind of also the business like you know it's the whole <laughs> well sag is another show you know but it's yeah. it's <laughs> you can't just jump back into indie no. When you're sad. Well, yeah. No, but you, you gotta can. close that door if you if you yeah. go up unless, the stairs. But so still, unless you're Ficor, which they don't tell you about. Yeah. Mm, Do you know secrets. about Ficor? No, please tell me about Ficor. See, Fi-Core. this is gonna be a whole. Oh, okay, here we go. How, what here are we, we at? Go. Fifty-eight minutes. This here show's gonna go a little longer. We're gonna. I'll, we'll have another show where we go into into what Ficor is. But you are probably the fourth actor that I've told about Ficor. SAG has that didn't know about it. SAG has a division where you give up your rights to, I think, vote in the SAG awards. Stupid bullshit that has absolutely nothing to do with your day to day life, and you would totally live without. Mm. It allows you to work on union films and non union films. No, really. However, they don't tell you about they don't tell you about FICOR, and when they do, they villainize that section of their company. They, I mean, they actually have, I, I've seen articles and stuff that they've almost, they've gone to the point where they make it seem like you're what's wrong with the business. Oh if you go FICOR, you're the reason why union workers are not paid properly oh, and Jesus. all this other stuff. There's a couple actors that are FICOR. They're not Did easy to like find. Did you say Robert De Niro was or something? No, not Bobby Robert De Niro. D. No, not I, I, no I, I forgot who it was that that's FICOR. There's a couple people that are Tony that Hopkins? Are <laughs> Uh, and it's John Ficor. What's 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 amazing is that most actors don't know about it. Yeah, they don't want I've you to know about it. it. And that that you know when you talk to people right. that aren't in the business, that's their main. Oh my God, you're gonna go SAG one day. I don't give two shits about SAG. And the main reason is because I couldn't be in my own damn films without Ficor. Right. right. I don't care then. I don't. I don't care to be in a SAG film unless 
I got a, and this better be some huge break. I got a lead in some huge movie that I'm making enough money that I could say, screw it. <laughs> yeah. I'll pay whatever penalties. It doesn't matter. Um, but then you could still go five core. So you can go five core, but you're still, you know, you're still a, a, a bag of doo-doo if you, if you do it. Well, quite frankly, I, I'm a bag you're of doo-doo. You're already a bag of doo-doo. So. Here we are. So yeah. Look into it. Five core. Mm-hmm. Sag is gonna. They're gonna park outside the house now. Yeah, <laughs> along with I'm the best buy van <laughs> and Brad Pitt and is Brad out there Pitt. with a fucking bat Michael with nails Bay is in gonna it. blow up the house because yeah, you know he will. Epic He'll film it form. too in, yeah. in 4D. <laughs> in 7D, yeah. he's gonna blow our house up. Three thousand frames well, a second. <laughs> I think we've pissed off enough people in the business. Um, Brent, thank you so much for being here Thanks today. For it was me. awesome having you. We'll have you on again. And uh, do you have anything else to add? Um, just that I think mint chocolate ice cream is the best ice cream. Thank you. Outstanding. Yeah, I'm going to disagree with that, but to each his own, you know? That's so good. So join us for episode three, which will be airing next Sunday. Yes. Do we have and a guest lined up? We don't have a guest for next week, but uh, we do have a guest for the following week. We will be talking with the Steady Geeking guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. Love uh, those guys. Assuming nothing goes wrong, in which case you're going to have to edit this whole thing out because it won't uh, be yeah. relevant anymore. Uh, but uh, thank you so much for being here. Thank, thank you, Mr. And uh, join us again for the next episode. Yeah, so um, now for all the fun stuff, brentbruckner.com. Mm-hmm. Yes, That's your site. Any, anything else you'd like to have an Instagram tweet, or tweeters or, or... Uh, my Instagram handle is uh, Bren underscore Bumbler because uh, that's uh, just kind of what I call myself when I'm out there Bren uh, Bumbler Bumbling Bren Bumbler I'm Bren Bumbler just bumbling around the place <laughs> <laughs> and um uh, you can find me on Facebook and uh, if you got uh, stuff out there you're looking to cast I uh I Castle. suck a mighty good dick. I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> it's not only the Alexa Mini. Okay. There are all so. kinds of films that he can do. I'm, yeah. I'm just saying. When we are Go Gorilla, you can follow us at Go Gorilla on Instagram and Twitter. Mm-hmm. Still no Facebook because what the hell? You know, Facebook. I don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Go Gorilla Film at gmail.com. If you want to email us show ideas, um, if you want us to, I don't know watch your film and, and talk about it. We'll yeah. do that too. We'll do all kinds we'll of stuff. We'll absolutely do that. I won't suck anyone's dick though, but no. I'll watch a film. All right. All I'll right. give you, I'll give you Brent's number for that. And I, don't, I don't know if the film should Blaine have dick sucking in it. But if the, dick, if the film has dick. dicks in it, I'll watch it, but okay. I'm just saying, let's just all, let, I'm, I'm going to set my boundaries there now. <laughs> okay. Hey, we each got, uh, I'm, with, I'm with Brent. No judgment. I'm with, well, I'm well, I'm with you, Bumbler. If you guys want me as a, a guest again, but you don't want like Brent Bruckner, I can come out with a sock puppet. If oh, that that's, makes, yeah. And like I can, I can make up some other guests so that you guys feel more successful. Yeah. Sure. Guys, we can use, can you do voices and you could just of be course uh, I can Patrick. Do uh, Absolutely. You know, <laughs> this is Patrick. Uh-huh. Yeah, I get, I, I can do all sorts of bizarre stuff. You know, we okay. Uh, we can have so like, next week's guest will be Bren Bumbler. So no relation Bumble. to Brent Bruckner. <laughs> no, <laughs> no relation. <laughs> or, or you know, there, there's always you could get a, a child on here. Yeah, we can have a grill, grill time together. This gonna be good. Can you do it? Can you do an impersonation of the uh, president of Best Buy? The president of Best Buy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is Brian Bruckner as the president of Best Buy. Go Gorilla, here's a million dollars. Yes. Nice. You like that? You like that? I like that. Yeah. I like I'll that a lot. Why don't you uh, edit that? You can use that in court, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, We're Mr. Gonna B- need Mr. Buy. Mm. Thank you, Mr. Buy. Yep, that's me. <laughs> All right, guys, B-Buy. we are Go Gorilla. Thank you so much for joining us. See you next week. Bye. Bye-bye. We couldn't decide on a song. We love them. We couldn't decide on a song. We love them. We couldn't
came up with this one